Welcome to the Common Round. Medical education for medical students by medical students. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And joining us today is our executive producer, Gautam. So this is just following on from our conversation we've had uh, about tumors within the thoracic cavity. So, so far we've talked about breast cancers. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about some of the drugs used for breast cancer and hormones. Uh, and now we're going to talk about some of the mediastinal tumors um, okay actually before we talk about yeah mediastinal tumors let's talk about what the mediastinum is because yep. without knowing that it, nothing makes sense really mm. so do you want to maybe talk about a yes. bit of anatomy so this is our first anatomy talk by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so it's a episode to commemorate with the mediastinum whereabouts is it and it's essentially it's in the thoracic cavity and it's yeah. a, it it contains all the organs of the thorax excluding let's say the lungs so i from my understanding it's just the cavity in the chest that ex- that is between the lungs. Yeah, essentially between the pleural cavities. Mm-hmm. It can be divided into uh, four separate sections. You've got a superior section, and um, we'll go through what's in there, as well as a anterior, middle, and posterior yeah. section. A picture's worth a thousand words, so just uh, you can search up mediastinum on on Google. Have a look at the pictures. Have a look at it while you're listening to mm-hmm. it, uh, listening to us talk about it, and yeah, hopefully that would make some sense. Yeah, and then there's a. You know, lots of key structures that are within the vicinity of the um, mediastinum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we talk about what lies in the superior okay. area first? Sure. What What can you find there? Well, so in the superior structure, you've got structures such as the thymus, the thyroid, and the parathyroid glands are there okay, as well. Yeah. You have the great vessels. And the way I remember the great vessels is the A, B, C, Ds. So yeah. A for aorta. So yeah. that would be the aortic arch. Yeah. B, um, uh, B for the basilic uh, br- sorry, brachiocephalic veins, yep. and then you have C for carotid, and yep. the S is for the subclavian veins. Ah. So that's the greater veins that we're referring to. Yep. You also have the esophagus as it's coming down from the pharynx. Yes. You also have the trachea, yep. and also the um, thoracic duct, which drains the lymph nodes into the um, uh, uh, into the vascular circulation. Cool. What's in the anterior? Well, mediastinum. the anterior mediastinum is the smallest compartment of the, uh, well, it's the smallest part of the mediastinum mm. in the uh, thorax of an adult. It's right in front of the heart. And so if you picture it, you, you don't really have much that's in front of the heart. Yeah. Um, but what used to be in there in the anterior mediastinum was a, a um, in children, the thymus, I think, is found in front of the, um, is found in the anterior compartment. Mm. And as we grow older, that migrates upwards. Yeah, and it also hyper, uh, sorry, uh, atrophies as well. And that's why it's not so mm. much in the anterior, yeah. um, and, and the anterior part of the mediastinum. Now, what's in the middle mediastinum? That's where mm. the really important stuff is, I think. Mm. Well, it's, it's where your ticker is. So that's the heart. And so you find the heart there. You find the pericardium that surrounds the heart. You've also got the the beginning parts of the great artery, so the mm. the um the the part of the ascending aorta yep. goes is found in the uh, medi- middle mediastinum. You've got phrenic nerves that go go past there, yep. and um, the main bronchi where the um, where the carina is to, that splits into the um, the the bron- yeah. The so you got your left and right. Yeah, they they're found there. They're found there. Now, let's finish up by talking about the posterior mediastinum. Mm, so um, what do you find in there? Well, it's kind of, I guess, if you imagine yourself following the the, the movement of some of those structures down into the diaphragm, you can mm-hmm. kind of guess. So you've got the, obviously, you have the vertebra. Mm-hmm. So that's the most posterior aspect. Yeah. You have your thoracic nerves that are emerging from the vertebra. Yeah. So that's kind of logical. Yes. You have the thoracic aorta. Mm-hmm. So that's a descending component that's yep. you know, going to go and penetrate the diaphragm in the um, aortic hiatus. Then you also have the esophagus. 
So that's obviously going to go to the stomach. Yes. And, um, and that's why it's easy to imagine it. But if you're not sure what we're talking about, have a look at the structures. Um, have a look at any of the, any good, really, anatomy textbooks, or even you know, mm. on the internet, there's lots of pictures going around. Mm. But I think the focus of our talk is really about uh, mediastinal tumors. So yes. now that we've got the anatomy out of the way, let's talk about the thymus first, because I think there are some tumors associated with the thymus. Mm. Um, do you want to give a general overview of, actually, before we do that, let's yes. talk about the overview of some of the tumors that you might find. And where you can find them. Yes. Because I think it's important, the reason why we've been babbling all about the anatomy of it um, is because that if you have an idea of what where uh, what is in the structures, then you can guess when you find a, uh, a tumor that's in that particular mm. uh, region, you can kind of guess what it affects. Yes, that's right. right. Yeah. Okay, so there are a lot of different um, tumors that can pop up in the mediastinum, and we were given a huge monstrous list. But I think um, the focus that we're going to talk about are three main ones mm. today. Yeah. Thymomas, which are the, a tumor of the thymus. Yes. Lymphomas, which we've talked about previously, the uh, tumors in the lymph nodes. And a germ cell tumor, yes, which uh, is a mystery to me. Which, but we'll go, we'll go through that. Yeah, together. we'll we'll do it together. And we can, but obviously with germ cell tumors, we just want to say we're going to mention it, but mm. we're going to do an entire topic on, on sort of germ and cell tumors. The reason why you find actually germ cell tumors in the uh, in the chest wall is yeah. is is going to be quite a. Yeah, uh, it's a. I, I think it's a fun fact. It's a very interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. it's to impress your consultants as well. Mm. And in the posterior structures, because you have all these nerves coming out. Yeah. It's no surprise that you might start seeing some neuronal tumors as well, which we'll talk mm. about very briefly as okay. well. So, so let's. Oh, sorry. So, so I didn't quite answer the question previously. Was just that. So with thymomas and lymphomas, you can find them in the superior compartment. Uh, thymomas, lymphomas, and germ cell tumors you can find in the anterior compartment. Lymphomas can be found in the middle compartment, and as you already mentioned, yeah. in the posterior compartment, you can have the neuronal. Uh, tumors as well yes okay absolutely so, right. so yeah no more interruptions let's, very let's good. go into it so let's let's do this so yeah. um let's talk about uh the anatomy of the thymus very briefly because yes. it will help us understand some of what's going on mm -hmm. so let's start with the anatomy again um, yes. but we'll keep it brief because i know our focus is about oncology mm. um so we mentioned that uh, the thymus is found on the anterior of the heart behind yeah. posterior to the sternum mm -hmm. normally in it get it's re, it reaches its maximum size mm -hmm. uh, during puberty but mm -hmm. then it decreases as you get older mm. why what does the thymus do anyway the thymus is the place where t cells are trained to um to be, go from their naive form into yes. a um, into a, a mature t cell mm. so that they they can be active yeah yeah and um so that's where they go on uh, they undergo uh positive and negative selection that's right and um it that's essentially a, a very important organ for uh immune functions yeah for your adaptive immunity and we'll talk about immunity and immune we'll do it you know entire series on immune system as well but mm. keep that in the back of your mind thymus. so in terms of histology of it so yeah. you, the thymus is divided into these lobules so yeah. it's got lobes everywhere mm -hmm. and they're separated these lobules are separated by trabeculae or, or also known as septors mm -hmm. um, now in each lobule you have what a cortex and a medulla that's right and do you want to maybe talk about mm. what's you know what the deal yep. is between those so the cortex the innermost part is um actually sorry the cortex is the outer part is yes it? the cortex is rich in lymphocytes and so that's where the, the t-cells or the thymocytes are found yes whereas on the inner part the medulla it's lower in cell density and it contains this thing called Hassel's corpuscles. Yes. So what is that? Um, so I think it's an area where there is um, eosin eosinophilic 
keratinized epithelial mm-hmm. cells. Yep. And these are important because um, they express thymic stromal thrombopoietin, which induces CD4, so T helper cell development. But it's also important because it enables exposure of the various components. Um, uh, the T cells expose mm. normal cells yep. to CD4s to uh, prevent autoimmunity. So to get yes. the T cells during the development used to what a normal what the self looks like and so they yes. don't the t-cells then don't go rogue and attack um all your tissues okay. and so that's an important role that they play cool um let's talk about thiomas now i think that's enough of anatomy yes um so what is a thioma uh, so a thymoma is essentially i think it's a, a tumor that's arising from the thymus and um one of the common ones is a thymic epithelial neoplasm so yeah. what it means is just a tumor that's uh, of the of the thymus that is of a epithelial nature. Yes, exactly. So they right. arise from the epithelial cells. And we usually find them as a 50-50 ratio in males and females, so equally equally likely to get it. Yeah. And um and also we find it more commonly in adults over the age of 40. Yeah, exactly right. I just forgot to mention just okay. very briefly about the anatomy. Mm-hmm. Now, we mentioned that in the medulla there's epithelial cells, but we forgot to mention that epithelial reticular cells also are found in both the cortex and in the medulla as well. And they also help support mm-hmm. um, T-cell development as well. So you have epithelial cells in the medulla, yes. but also you have epithelial reticular cells um, that form that supporting structure. I'm not sure whether they form sort of the septors um, within each mm-hmm. of the cortexes, but that's important because mm-hmm. some of the tumors can arise from that area as well. Oh, great. Um, so yeah, so let's go back. Yes. Once you develop... Uh, I guess a thymoma can yep. you have symptoms how do you know whether you've got it well the thing is that I think a lot of the people who find it are it's it's found incidentally mm. so I guess that means that they, they didn't really notice it yes but let's say if they did um, you could probably imagine if you've got like a, a, a thymoma growing on your thymus which is located right above the heart in the um, in the chest cavity if you've got this large tumor growing there it's going to cause pressures right it's gonna, yeah it's gonna press on the surrounding structures so I'm, so some of the great vessels perhaps yeah, you know your esophagus uh-huh. your trachea all of the sort of the yeah. structures that are coming from the the airway into mm. into the chest by just guessing I could, i'd probably say that the person would have trouble breathing mm. maybe have may feel a bit of dizziness from maybe impaired uh blood blood perfusion yeah. or um, yeah. uh, blood transport around the place so yeah yeah, yeah they, they cause local pressure symptoms if they um if they find uh if uh, if the symptoms start to develop. Yeah. Just on a side, remember in our thyroid exam how we got the patients to put their hands up to see the Pemberton sign? Yeah. yeah. The, I wonder whether the Pemberton sign might be positive mm-hmm. in these patients as well. Because, you know, it is a structure that's compressing and it could potentially compress blood flow into the um, into the thoracic cavity. Yeah, I think that is an interesting question. So, dear uh, listener, if you've got some extra time yeah. to find out, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Mm. So, now you've got really two types of thyme, uh, um thymomas don't you you've okay. got non-invasive and invasive can you tell me a little bit about the inva- uh, the non-invasive type first? so in a non-invasive type of thymoma um you th- we've mentioned that these are mostly epithelial cells mm. uh, that 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 the uh the tumor is origi- originating from so in the non-invasive type apparently the medulla medullary epithelial cells are the majority yes um yeah. you can have a mixed a bit of uh epithelial cells that of a are a cortical origin or a medullary origin or a combination of the two yeah but i think medullary is the main isn't it exactly and in non-invasive they don't typically show any cellular atypia or the cells that that are um the biopsy you obtain from the um from the tumor you won't see any abnormal looking cells i think they should be yeah. probably well differentiated 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. So you wouldn't look for the, you know, the the way we mentioned about grading. So mm. these guys will be at lower grade because they, you know, won't necessarily. They'll have a, 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 you know approximately normal architecture. Mm. Um, cellular polymorphism will be minimal. You know, all that stuff we talked about in terms of grading is probably applicable here. Yeah. But what about the invasive? Type. Yes, that's, that's so really interesting. In, co- in contrast to the non-invasive type, so the invasive type, obviously from the name, is it's is more locally invasive, and but cytologically they may look benign. Um, so there's a small small portion with cellular atypia, but yeah, most of them look usually benign. Um, they are more likely to metastasize, but the key dif- differentiating part is most of them are derived from the cortex mm. of the um, of the of the thymus yep so thymus medulla are associated with non-invasive the mm-hmm. more invasive types from the cortex mm-hmm. and i guess the risk with that is that it could it's invasive so it could potentially penetrate the capsule around the thymus and then start invading all those key structures around the oh, within the, the mediastinum that, yeah. is, that is quite serious exactly so uh, and then obviously the prognosis really depends on how much invasion and where has the invasion occurred yes um now so these are initially uh, benign tumors right yeah what is an example of a malignant type of thymoma there is a thing called a thymic carcinoma and from the name it already suggests malignant isn't it yes um and so most of this from what i know is that there are of a squamous cell carcinoma origin yes yeah exactly right and so yeah luckily they only account for like about five percent of thymic tumors so yep. I, I presume that means 95 percent are are not are not malignant. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is really good news. So I think overall, this is a you know somewhat indolent tumor, mm. but you know the, when when I there like is invasion, the yeah, very good. When there's some invasion, then there's yeah. a higher risk of obviously metastases. Um, now, how do we diagnose it, Andy? Okay, so I think the approach is similar for most of them. Yes, so you would use radiological approaches to um, to uh, to to look at it, and yeah. I guess you can you can probably see an enlarged. Uh, a thymus mm. on, on radiology and however that a, a CT or a chest x-ray is just only suggestive but it's not diagnostic yes. so what you would really use to di- diagnose it is to use um, percutaneous needle biopsies or the fine needle aspirations or you could use a media stinoscope and also look and take a biopsy and yeah. have a look yeah, so just two different approaches um, that, that you can use to biopsy the tissue. I think biopsy is the gold standard. Mm. Um, and what's like the prognosis like for these guys and, and like some mm. of the treatment options, I guess? Yeah, so prognosis-wise, it all depends on what type it was, mm. so the type of tumor, and also, as you already mentioned, the extent of invasion. If it goes into the lungs, then you're, you're, uh, you're in bad luck. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, if you can completely resect the tumor or not. So one of the main treatments, or one of the treatments that I, I think is um, quite important mm. in thymic tumors is the ability to actually just get rid of, uh, just cut out the thymus yes. completely. Yeah. And if, if you can do that, then that I would presume that means a good prognosis mm. because you've got no thymus to grow a tumor from. Yeah. And then you mm. can, so once you resect it, then uh, radiotherapy is mm. provided to the patient to minimize recurrence or local recurrence. Mm. Unfortunately, if it's non-resectable, though, these guys, the prognosis is quite poor because mm-hmm. it suggests that it's really large, it's probably invaded into surrounding tissue, and it's too risky to remove it. And I think palliation, so palliative chemo and radiotherapy are your only treatment options in this circumstance. Sure. Um, I think that's all I want to talk about, thymomas. Do you want yes. to add anything else to it? No. no. Let's briefly talk about lymphomas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, guys, if you're not sure about 
um, lymphomas. Have a listen to. We've dedicated a you know quite a, a few episodes, yeah quite a few yeah. episodes about lymphomas in our hematology mm-hmm. um, block. But have a listen to that. We'll briefly mention it for a very important reason. Do mm-hmm. you want to maybe go through it? Yeah. So lymphomas refer to the enlargement of um, lymph nodes, and it could be due to either Hodgkin lymphomas or non-Hodgkin's. Hodg- Non-Hodgkin's-wise, you've got the proliferation of B cells and T cells, and essentially they, they grow in the lymph nodes and they, they make them grow large and, mm. and hard and other things like that. But the reason why we want to mention, it, it's important to differentiate. Uh, so let's say if you get somebody who um, has a mediastinal tumor, you need to think about lymphomas because there are lots of lymph nodes in the chest region. Mm. So yeah. you would suspect lymphomas as one of your primary um, uh, suspicions or your diagnoses. Um, in, in a case of a tumor in the mediastinum. And the reason why we mentioned this in, in this topic is that you need to be able to differentiate between a thymoma and a lymphoma. Yes. And if, can you guess the reason why we need to differentiate the two? I think, um, obviously, you know, uh, the treatment approach for thym- thymomas will be completely different to, um, to lymphomas. Exactly. And so it's really important to distinguish between the two because one is systemic chemotherapy, for example, yeah. and... The other is surgery and, and radiotherapy. So there are differences in treatment approach. Yes. Um, is, is there any other reasons why you need to know? That, that is the main reason why yeah. I, I, was, um, I was aware of. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my um, uh, the logical uh, approach to this. You mm-hmm. know what we forgot to mention? Some of the clinical features of thymomas, because there's this uh, in- interesting paraneoplastic syndrome. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure what paraneoplastic means, please refer to our introduction to, um, mm-hmm. uh, to, cas- to cancer, um, which was one of our earlier podcast episodes. Yes. Do you want to mention maybe an important... Yeah, clinical feature that's very unique. So, really. in addition to the pressure symptoms that mm. we got, um, I think it was you're referring to the myasthenia gravis. Yes, we forgot to mention it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the myasthenia gravis is uh, it's an autoimmune condition where yeah. antibodies target your acetylcholine receptors in your skeletal muscle, and so acetylcholine can't depolarize your muscles, and mm-hmm. that prevents. Um, muscular contraction Uh so you get muscle weakness which is really interesting but yeah i'm sorry to backtrack yeah Yeah, we just i I guess forgot to talk about that Mm. let's move on to germ cell tumors but we won't dedicate too much time to this because this is a complicated area and it really deserves its own topic but um why do you get germ cell tumors in the midline or or in this area it's weird because this germ cells are associated with obviously the testes or the ovaries exactly so if you so germ cell tumors refer to the reproductive cell they're they're defects in the reproductive cells Mm. such as you know as you said the testes and the ovaries and Mm. they're nowhere near the chest yeah um but the reason why you get it is because in during embryogenesis apparently these um move in a midline purport uh midline direction down down into where they are from from the, where they originate, and so tumors can actually be left over and found in the mid, in the midline. Yeah. Um, and they usually are in the anterior component of mm. the chest cavity. Yeah, and unlike some of the other tumors we mentioned, maybe perhaps not lymphomas, because lymphomas can affect um, young patients as well. Okay. These affect mostly young men okay. in the in in the age of ten to thirty years. So it's mm. very young. It's not like um, let's say thymomas, which were <clears throat> men aged or, or men and women aged over forty. Sure. This is much younger, yeah. and it's got a really unusual behavior because it really depends on the type of germ cell tumor oh. that you have. Enlighten me. What yeah. So um, in terms of, I guess, germ cell tumors, you've got a few approaches. So you've got germ cells, okay, the type of tumor, but then you have seminomas and non-seminomas. Okay. So semi- the non-seminomas are the more complicated approach because then you can have teratomas, 
Mm-hmm. So that's um, we won't really go into too much detail, but just keep this in in the back of your mind. Yeah. You can have teratomas, you can have embryonal carcinomas, you can have York sac tumors, mm-hmm. you can have choriocarcinomas, and you can have this unusual mixed cell type. Oh They're really interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah, stay tuned for an episode on on this topic. Yeah. But we'll leave it at that, I think. Mm-hmm. But as you can see, because these germ cells can potentially come from all these different can lead to all these different type of tumors they can have you know markedly different behaviors as well okay so, and so yeah. yeah did you want to add anything no, no. so so you're saying essentially it's depending on which type it was you the clinical symptoms are going to be different and your management would be different as well because oh, some man. would be more sensitive to chemotherapy whereas yeah. others for example the non-seminomas mm. are not as sensitive to chemo or have variable sensitivity to um, radiotherapy so you're stuck mm. with chemo and cool. they also metastasize in, at different rates as well so it's yep. really um very interesting area actually awesome so that's germinal uh, we'll leave it at that do you want to add anything else no let's yeah. move on to the next one let's talk about other sort of mediastinal tumors that you might come to see um mm. yeah so you do you want to maybe go through it? Yeah, you mentioned the earlier, so there were these neuronal um, tumors. So yes. neuroendocrine neoplasms, which um, the most common type is a thymic neuroendocrine carcinoma. Yep. Um, these are these are one of the other ones which we, we mentioned that we we're just going to briefly run across, but the main three that we wanted to focus on today was the lymphomas, thymomas, yes. and germ cells, right? Yeah. Okay, so you've also got this other one called a neurogenic tumor, which occurs in the posterior mediastinum. And I, I presume that could be possible because from in the back of the chest wall you've got the the what the spinal cord yeah as well you've as got the, the vertebrae, vertebrae yeah and and that's where lots of the nerves are coming from as well so I, i'm not surprised that neurogenic tumors can arise from in that particular region yeah uh what other two i think you can have mesenchymal tumors so there's obviously lots of muscles um supported tissues yeah supported tissues now so not surprising that you might have i don't think i don't know whether they're very common though Mm -hmm. and you can have um reactive tumor like conditions as well we won't go into too much detail because i don't think they're they're very common Mm. i think the point to appreciate from these other type of tumors is that in the neurogenic ones they're mainly in the posterior mediastinum yeah which makes sense because all the nerves are in the back and then Mm -hmm. they move into the front of the body sure but how about we leave it at that? Yeah. Um, we're going to dedicate an entire topic on neuronal tumors as well, guys. So don't think we're just brushing this up. They're, they're all very <laughs> important, but uh, we'll get back to it um, in, a, in a future episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you want to add? No, let's just wrap it up for today. Beautiful. Do you want to do a quick summary? Okay. So today we've talked about what is the mediastinum and the four compartments of it. If you could name it, that's great. And um, we can find also what uh, we've also mentioned what's inside these four particular compartments as well. And uh, we've also gone through the three main uh, mediastinal tumors that we wanted to talk about, and which are thymomas, lymphomas, and germ cell tumors. Uh, I think a key point to get out of it is to be able to name where you would find each particular tumor, mm-hmm. yeah. which compartment they are. Um, then we've talked about what the thymus is and what are the two main types of uh, thymomas there are, the non, uh, so the benign ones as well as the malignant ones. And we've talked about the clinical features that they cause, how to diagnosis, and um, what a, a, a general rough overview of the treatments and prognosis of it. We've also mentioned, briefly mentioned lymphomas, which we've already covered in previous topics, and why it's important for you to be able to tell the difference between a thymoma and a lymphoma. And we've also rushed across um, uh, germ cell tumors as well. Yeah. But we're going to come back to it in a lot more detail. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then there's obviously those other less common types of the neurogenic uh, tumors, for example. Mm-hmm. But I think that's it. So, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll, um, we're going to have lots more stuff coming out. We've got exams coming up, so we're in a mad rush to try to <laughs> go through as much things as we can for our own benefit, but also for um, the benefit of uh, Yeah, exactly. Well, we're quite stressed. Um, yeah, so stay tuned to get two stressed guys talk about <laughs> answers that they may or may not fully understand. <laughs>